Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas um, holiday. Um, thank you so much for being here. I know, you know, holidays can be crazy. So to have you here um, listening to us right after is such a such a treat. Thank you so much. Today we have Shay Boynton from The Barlow on. And I couldn't actually think of a better artist band to have on the show to end off the year. And I say that. You know, as always, with no disrespect to anybody else. But this year, I fell in love with bands and artists that had this Texas, Oklahoma, Midwest, red dirt sound to them. And the Barlow is no exception to that. Um, these guys come come out of Denver. Um, however, you know, you'll find out from from our conversation with Shay that, you know, he's not originally from there, <laughs> um, which I thought was awesome to hear. Um, you know, this is a, this is the kind of country music I've really sunk my teeth into. And I love, um, you know, they have the sounds of the Shane Smith and the saints. Um, Oh God, so many others. Let's see who else. Whiskey Myers, you know, that red dirt, Texas sound, that Oklahoma sound, you know, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's become really my favorite. Um, and I really hope that in 2023, we get to do more with artists like that. Um, if you haven't seen already, we are, we will, I mean, the hope is for us to be at the, the festival in Arkansas at the end of July, um, peacemaker festival. We are going to do, do a lot of things with them, you know, as time goes on, but this this music is what that is, um, and I love it. And I loved my conversation with Shay. I could have talked to Shay for f- fucking days, but um, you know, you'll find out there's there's a lot of things that go on in Shay's life and Shay's world, and you know, with this band. So I thank Shay so much for the time he was able to give us. Um, you know, it was it was a big treat. So thank you, Sir Shay, um, and thank you for the rest of the guys for letting Shay tell the story. Um, if it's your first time here, go check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and all that, all that crazy shit. Um, and you know, I really hope you enjoy our conversation with Shay Boynton. Here you go. Enjoy. Artist friends, local friends, and everybody looking for a little bit of Nashville here in central mass 
come check out Off the Rails in Worcester. You can go see their website, offtherailsworcester.com. They have their restaurant menu. They have their venue schedule. Go check them out. Real good friends of ours here at the show. You don't want to miss out on this place, offtherailsworcester.com. Again, restaurant, a little taste of Nashville, and a great music scene. Come check it out. Well, hello, Shay. What's going on, man? What's going on? Thanks for being on, buddy. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You know, I got to say, you know, you guys, I don't I don't know if you guys take care of your social media per se, but you guys have been a huge supporter of this show for so long, and I can't thank you enough for that. And, you know, I'm super happy you're finally on the show. Yeah, man. I You're, uh, you're a fellow Northeaster, man, so I, uh, I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, you're from the Northeast? Yes, sir. So originally, because you, aren't you guys out of Colorado now? Yeah, yeah, I've been out here for for years. I was, you, are we jumping right into this thing? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh well, yeah, we're we're rocking and rolling. And and here's my always my my only question: Can I? Yeah, oh yeah, hell yeah. You better. <laughs> okay. hey, how's this? You better fucking swear. Okay. <laughs> F F and A. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, man, I'm a. I'm originally from the Northeast, from Southern Maine. Um, I lived in a town, small town, uh, called Elliot, and. uh I was born in Dover, New Hampshire, because that was the closest hospital. Yeah. And then, you know, when I was about six, my dad kind of always had this affinity for, for Colorado. He had spent some time here when he was younger. And back then in the early nineties, you know, I'm sure, you know, you live out there, you know, like if you kind of leave the, you know, the Boston area or, you know, Portland area, like some of those rural areas are just, the economy was just kind of always depressed. Yeah. And so he was, he's a carpenter. And uh, he was coming out west to work because the work was kind of plentiful here. And uh, he ended up deciding to move us out here. And long story, parents, you know, we moved out here. Parents split up. He went back. Mom stayed in Colorado. And I I did fourth grade in, uh, up near Portland, town called. And then uh, we moved to Berwick, Maine, so back down to kind of southern Maine there for fifth grade. And then I came back. Um, in sixth grade and I stayed in Colorado with my mom through high school. And then after high school, I went back again. I came back to, to, to the Northeast for a couple of years, just to my cousin and my uncle and my dad all, all do construction. They all own their own companies. And so I went back there to just basically make sawdust, bang nails and um, kind of a cool story. Like I, I bought a, I bought an old pop-up camper off the side of the road in, in Durham, New Hampshire. And, uh, the thing was a piece of shit. It was, you know, just run down. So I, I fixed, spent, spent a couple weeks and fixed it up and I parked it in Wells, Maine uh, at a campground. And I had a buddy come out from Colorado and, um, we surfed and just worked and, you know, ditched work when the surf was up and yada, 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 and just kind of surfed up and down the, you know, Rye beach in New Hampshire, Hampton beach, all that gunquit and York beach, all that stuff. And, um, yeah, fond memories, man. Wow, that's a! I had no idea. I had no idea you were from up here. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty so, cool. Yeah, and you know, it's it's funny because we talk about it. My wife and I talk about it all the time about getting the hell out of here because it's you know, it's the whole area has changed so drastically in the last ten years that you know, you know, you start to grow up a little bit and you know see the world differently. And you know, when you're in this bubble, because New England is very much a bubble. You know, it's it's hard to get out of it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, any of my family that's there's 
still there. They don't really leave there. Like nobody comes to visit out here, you know, right. like, um, so yeah, I, I get it. And it Maine or Northeast to me has always been like a destination, right? Like you don't drive through Maine, like you would to get anywhere. Like you, it's an intentional thing to go there and right. it, it makes it cool in, in a sense, but yeah, I, I get it. it you kind of feel like you're on an Island. Yeah, you really do. And it's like, you know, from where I am in Massachusetts, you know, we're in like Southern Mass right on the Rhode Island line. And, you know, even, you know, even going into Connecticut, it's like, oh, you know, in Connecticut from us is only a half an hour. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, oh, this is like a whole different world. And it's still, still technically New England. And, you know, we don't, we don't know what the hell to do with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. No, man, I, I, I love New England. Like we used to make frequent trips. I haven't as much in the last few years, but, um, definitely uh holds a place in my heart and i i i want to bring the band out there at some point it's just obviously it's a haul but uh one of these days we'll we'll try and make our way out there yeah i mean absolutely you know so that was that was going to be my next thought you know you doing this going back and forth where did music come in for you (laughs) my whole family plays i mean that was it was it, it was a familial thing you know like um my dad plays you know two of my brothers play my grandfather played cousins the whole nine so it was just there was always guitars and drums and keyboards and all all kinds of shit hanging around as a kid and i mean it's like the the old saying you know you hang out in a barber shop long enough right right um so you know inevitably you know i started playing drums when i was i don't know six seven years old something like that and um i think that's instinctually that's where a, a young boy's mind goes right you get to bang shit like that's always the first instrument of choice and then you know it's eventually at you know it's probably 12 or 13 i started picking up the guitar and you know i was in bands through high school you know i um you know i played i played music while i was out there just singer songwriter stuff we used to go you know play lowell mass and you know all these small towns which i'm super envious by the way because you can play a one town and drive an hour and play a different town and yeah. Ge- geographically that's this is not the case out here you got to drive eight hours to get somewhere yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah you know played music out there and just been in different bands and um you know got older and start started this started the barlow and um i don't know man just it's just something it's just like a it's a necessity you know like yeah. there's people that have to hike mountains and, and ride their bikes ungodly miles but it's just this is the thing i have to do you know yeah no i totally get it you know I, and i love it you know because it's like you look at your stuff right and being from out here you know you i would argue and you know please don't be offended by this but you're like a you're a geographical band like you do well out where you are right right and, and a lot of that exactly for what we talked about about geography and you know shit's far away um you know but i love i absolutely love the sound of the barlow because to me, it brings it back to what I think, you know, and again, this is super egotistical, but what I think country music should be and the sound it should have. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, that's, and that's what we're going for, right? Like, I don't, I don't listen to pop country. There's not, nobody in the band listens to pop country. Why would we ever play that? We have no need for Nashville. Right. I mean, um, we just do what we do out here, you know, like 
I, I remember reading something that, you know, Sturgill had said about, you know, you don't, you don't need to come to Nashville to be, a, to be a country artist. Like you can get in your van and go do it where, wherever you're from. And right. that's kind oh, of been our, our ethos, right. Is like, let's, let's just play where we're from. Like we don't need to change. We don't need to uproot ourselves to do this. No, no, not at all. And you know, that's been the common thread, you know, throughout this show that we've been doing is, you know, people say it all the time. It's like, well, you know, Nashville would be great, you know, for some people. Right. But, you don't need to either. No, and I think it depends on your goals, right? I mean, right. if you want to, if you want to be a songwriter and write for Music Row, there, there's no shame in that game, right? Like, go do it. If that, if that's your dream, that's your goal. Like, and you want to live that life, then you know it's there. Right. But for for us, man, we just we want to play bars and honky tonks and and you know just this is a granted some of the drives are long, but this is a great area of the country to do what we do. You know, people people it's kind of a cultural thing right like especially yeah. in texas is for obvious reasons but um you know even you know we just did a run through wisconsin and it was it was killer man like the people were appreciative of it um you know they, they like the genre um you know nebraska all that stuff there's there's so many pockets in without this this region of the country that people just like country music so it's yeah for us it's it's, it's a no-brainer you know and and i've noticed it's you know your sound you know, it's, I don't want, I don't know if I should say it's coming back because it's, you know, it's not different by any means, but it's, it's authentic. Like I said, you know, but I feel like the sound you guys have in some of these artists and bands I've been, you know, kind of looking into, it's big and it's working and it's, you know, it's just there. And I think people are, you know, with everything, Spotify, Apple, whatever, YouTube, the internet in general, you know, we can find bands that sound like you and are you. And, you know, it's, it's like a breath of fresh air for people that actually like songs that tell a story. Well, yeah. Breath and a breath of fresh air for people who are seeking out new country that don't want to listen to pop. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a music nerd too, you know, like this is all, I mean, we could probably compare Spotify's and they're very similar. Yeah, um, probably. So, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Like, and we've opened for some of these guys, you know, like that, that, you know, are, are to us are our heroes. They, you know, they may not be, you know, top 40 artists, but they're to us, they're everything, you know? Right. Right. And, you know, and that's that section of the country, you know, Texas, the Midwest, you know, there's, it's a whole different lifestyle, you know, and I think people on both coasts, don't understand a lot of that absolutely i mean rural living is rural living you know like the the guy the guy the ranch hand in nebraska is doing the same shit as the ranch hand in texas right you know so like uh it's 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 all relative people are people are relatively the same you know obviously you get out of not not speaking inner city but more of these rural towns you know these these people are all this the the same they they they, they're hard-working people um, you know, they, they want to come and see a, a live band on a Friday night and suck down too many beers and, you know, yeah. So yeah, it's all, it works. Yeah. You know, we, we joke about living in the middle of nowhere, but you know, when you get out to Kansas, Nebraska, that section of the world, you're really in the middle of nowhere. Hey everyone, don't forget to check out our friends over at the afterglowboutique.com. That's the afterglowboutique.com. Or if you're local, they have a great shop at 43 main street in Blackstone, Massachusetts. All Boots and Whiskey podcast listeners get 20% off at checkout with the promo code B.
boots. That's B-O-O-T-S at checkout for 20% off at the afterglowboutique.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Oh, yeah, man. We've played some towns that you're, you're, uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty wild, but it's cool because it's a captive audience and these, these people appreciate you being there and coming to their town. And, um, you know, it's just, there, there's so much more gratitude than playing inner cities. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. You know, and it like, I, I keep going back to your sound because it's, you know, it's very, like, I keep saying, I keep saying authentic because that's the only word that, you know, comes to mind when I think about you guys, you know, and, I think you're in a perfect spot, you know, for a lot of things right now, whether it's, whether it's your sound, whether it's, you know, what's happening. I don't want to say culturally, but like, you know, the things that are becoming popular right now really, you know, go well with what you guys are doing, you know, with Yellowstone and 1883 and, you know, sure. those, those types of shows are becoming mainstream and popular and it ties right into the same sound you guys have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's not really a, a timing thing or a cash grab thing for us. Cause there, there really is no money in music until there is. Right. Right. Um, it's just something we love doing, man. It's this type of music I like to write and, you know, I'm a fan of other genres, but this, this for me is just the music. I. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's so the type of music you guys are playing, how does that come into your life? Does it come from Colorado or does it come from, you know, living up in, in Maine for, for a good chunk of things too? All the above, man. I mean, yeah. I grew up, I grew up in a blue collar family. Um, you know, all of my relatives still are. Um, but you know, myself, I was, you know, I was a carpenter for years, you know, working the oil field now. And, you know, it just the, to me, like I'm writing songs for the working man and like, that's just where I come from. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess that, you know, you mentioning that, so you're still working the nine to five while you do this. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, this is again, like this is a, this is one of those, those careers that there, there really isn't much money to be made in, in, until there is, you know, and we're all in our mid thirties. Now we have obligations and a standard of living that we, we have to keep right. If, if we want to keep our marriages. <laughs> right. So like, you know, it's, it's, it's a balancing act of how much we can go on the road, you know, versus how much we're home and, and work and spending time with our kids and like all that stuff. And I'd say like when we, we released Horseshoe Lounge early last year, like we didn't say no last year. Like we played as much as humanly possible and come November, like everybody was cooked, man. Like everybody was burnt out. And then, you know, here we are like, okay, well, let's take some time off the road, but we're going to make a record. <laughs> so, right. So, so they kind of masochistic in that way, but like, um, I don't know, like, uh, it's, it is, it is what it is. You know, you see, you see some of these guys like, you know, Cody Jenks or Turnpike and like, you know, they're never really signed to a label. I mean, Co Cody's still independent and you know, he's got management booking. He has, he has support and staff. And I just think he, he crushed it. Like as far as his trajectory, the way he handled his business and, you know, like, that to me is kind of our vision. Like, let's, let's just keep doing this. Yeah. And whatever happens happens, but like, we don't need, we don't need a, a record label. We don't need a lot of things other than just, you know, putting in the hard work. Right. Right. 
And, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, you know, Cody being independent and doing all, everything on his own. You know, I talking to a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are doing the same. A lot of independent artists are doing the same thing, whether it's, you know, hiring somebody to do the nitty gritty shit every day, right. you know, and it's working. You know, I think there's a lot of independent artists out there that can still, you know, be independent, still go out on the road, still put out music and still make a little bit of money, too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we recently signed on with a booking agent, which is huge because that's like that's like a part time job in itself. It's just yeah, it's, it's rigorous. Um, so, I mean, that that's helped, you know, and, um, you know, just trying to spread the workload out a little bit. And but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you, dude. Like, I just, we want to, I look at it like a pizza, you know, and, and, and the more slices you give away at some point, you know, what's, what's left for you and the guys that, that created this thing, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. Now are, are the other guys in the band on the, on the same, obviously they're on the same level, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, I always say like, we're kind of in a unique situation because there's three of us in the band that went to high school together. We've grown up together. Our kids went, our kids have gone to school together, like yada, yada, yada. Uh, and, you know, beyond the band, you know, we hang out, we barbecue, we, you know, we're, we're friends, you know, and um, so it's, it's unique in that way that, you know, it's kind of a family, but also we all have the same vision and kind of the same, the same look at things and how we're trying to grow the band and the next moves we're going to make and, and all that stuff, you know, it's all kind of in sync in that way. Yeah. Now, does that make it harder for you guys being as close as you are and, you know, more or less being business partners, too? No, I don't think so. You know, I think um, I think we do a pretty good job of just, you know, being, you know, being reasonable about things and, you know, just making a lot of times a lot of times we can see the next decision. Right. Like we know what the next step is. It's just now we got to go do it. Right. Whether it's we're going to go we're going to book some studio time and and go cut a couple singles or let's let's tour some more. Let's let's step back and write and and rehearse a little bit like we kind of that that kind of natural progression. You just kind of always feel it. Yeah. 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 No, I, I totally understand that. You know, it's you know, we haven't on this show, we haven't done a lot of band interviews, I guess you could say, or, you know, artists that are part of bands. Um, so it's it's a new kind of road where we're going down because it's also an important road. You know, we were doing the, you know, singer songwriter solo acts, but, you know, bands and country music are, you know, unfortunately few and far between, you know, especially are. In the, the, the top 40 world. Right. Um, so it's 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 nice to hear the collaboration and and how everything works together. And it sounds like you guys have, you know an understanding where you know where each other stands on things. Yeah. And it's, it's nice in that sense that we, you know, there's not, there's not one guy in charge, you know, it's not a dictatorship. It's a democracy, right? Like right. we try and we, you know, we, we've gotten to situations where we're like, let's vote on this, <laughs> you know, like right. there, 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 there could be a dividing line there, but um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have that collaboration, that camaraderie, um, and I think, you know, thus far it's worked. That's great. Now, now the guy, the rest of the guys in the band, they don't have a problem with you taking the lead with interviews and stuff like that? No, because I think, 
I think a lot of time with, with the interviews and podcasts and all that stuff, like, you know, a lot of times they, they kind of want to hear it from the songwriter. So in that aspect, I do, I write all the songs now, not to say that they don't have their, their stake in that, right? Like I, I write the songs, but we collectively, you know, arrange them. Like I, I try and bring, I almost try and bring like a skeleton of a song to them. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to bring too much, too much material where, Hey, Hey, this is done. This is what it is. Like you, you you're playing it. Cause at that point, like we're not a band, you know, right. Like they're just, they're just backing me up. Right. right. Um, so I try and come with, you know, the vitals, right. The, the verses, the choruses, bridges, whatever. And then, you know, as far as like, you know, riffs and leads and structure and all that stuff, we try and, we try and work out together. Right. Right. Now, when so, you go, when you have, uh, this is actually great, great insight. Now, when you have a song, you know, put together, you know, when you have all the lyrics, what have you, and you go, you bring it to the band and say, hey, all right, guys, here, here's what I've got. Now, do they ever put an input of like, hey, take this line out or put this line in sort of thing? <clears throat> I wouldn't say to that degree. There might be like little nuances like, hey, take that word out or enunciate this differently or you know sometimes you know i think you should go to this note instead of this note but not so much to where we're going back to the drawing board of like let's scrap that whole verse and here's what i think it should be um you know i we, we don't really get too far into the weeds on, as far as that goes but it's more yeah. like on the fly while we're recording it like hey switch this up a little bit right all right cool now do you ever have moments where it's like no i don't i don't want to change it I, I think, especially in a band, I think it's always, it's always best to humor the idea, right? Okay. Like yeah. throw it at, throw it at the wall. Like what's there to lose? It's music. Don't, don't think about it too much. Um, you know, and a lot of, like we had some stuff on the last record, like vocal, vocally wise that, you know, I went back and listened to like, the, there's one way the guitar player wanted to do it. Went back and listened to, it. I'm like, look, dude, I, I can't stand it. Like, like normally I'm, I'm, I'm down to try it and we, and we tried it. And that's, and I, that, I think that's, that's the approach, right. Is let everybody be heard, let their thoughts come to fruition and then make the choice. Is it the right move? Is it not like that type of stuff? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Also, don't forget our friends over at hogwash and rhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwash and rhinestones.com. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, I can... It's like, you know, I, I said it to somebody yesterday, you know, being in a band is very much like, you know, being in a marriage. You have to have that that balance. Absolutely. And you it's it's about mutual respect, especially being on the road, man. Like excuse me, you're with these guys, you know, the the, the hour, two, three, four hours that you play a night, you know, the rest of it, you're you're hanging out. Like yeah, these these guys gotta be a good hang <laughs> or or you're gonna suffer, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. So to me, like even getting doing a member change, like if they can play, that's great. But that for that for me isn't the top of the list. Like the top of the list for me is is are you are you a reasonable, rational, uh, you know, human being? Like are you somebody that we can spend time a lot of freaking time with that you know is is going to jive with everybody and is not going to cause problems and and all the above, right? Right. Just like a workspace, right? It's just 
navigating that, re- respecting each other's space and, you know, just just mutual respect. And, and so far, man, like we've had very little drama on the road. Um, you know, it's it's been pretty copacetic. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what is your, you know, I know you guys just put out a, a new album and all that. And, you know, you're I'm sure you'll be going on the road next year. Now, what what would that look like for you guys? Are you trying to are you trying to expand or are you cool with where you are? I mean, I think any musicians lying to you if they say they don't want to expand and they don't want to grow. Right. I mean, that's, right. that's I, the point of do, that's the point of doing this whole thing is you want your music to be heard. You want people to to latch on to what you're saying, to what you're doing. And so so, I mean, yeah, we, we want to grow the band. We want to you know keep playing more shows and and do it the best we can. But again, going back to that balancing act, like selling your soul for it is one thing. I mean, I know there's some people that would, would believe the contrary to that, but just where we're at in our lives is like, we want to, we want to have fun. We want to keep it fun, play as much as we can grow the band, whatever happens, happens, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I would have better luck going to the casino here and right. Putting, putting all my money on black and I, I think my odds are probably better there than, than a, a band becoming commercially successful to where everybody's making a living, but, but I don't care. I do it out of necessity. I do it. Be, we do it because we, we, we just, it's that bug that bit us when we were a kid and it's just our outlet. It's, it's just what it is. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Now what, but what happens if, you know, next year the Barlow is on tour and you know somebody comes to you and says listen this is here here's a contract for x amount of dollars or whatever right now have have you guys had conversations with you know the bosses in your lives aka your wives about <laughs> what happens if that that happens yeah i mean and they're 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 all you know i think truly they're they're the rock stars in this right like oh yeah they're they're the ones at home with the kids when we're gone um, so I, I think all of us have, have tried to navigate that as best we could with as yeah. much respect as we can. Right. Like, so if that day were to come and financially it makes sense and we can all make that leap, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. 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 I get it. I totally get it. You know, cause I get a, you know, my wife has been super, super supportive of this when at times she probably shouldn't have been, <laughs> you know, and yeah, do, do you play yourself? I don't, you know, but with this, you know, this podcast started as kind of like a, you know, something to do during, yeah. you know, at the end of COVID, more or less. Sure. And it has turned into, you know, something a lot bigger than it was supposed to be. Um, Good on it, you. And, you know, I, I say that like I don't want it to be, but I do, you know, like, especially once the train started to roll. Like I, I couldn't stop it, you know, and it, it, it all happened without intent and it's been crazy. It's been really crazy. Well, congrats, man. I mean, if you can, if you can convert your passion into, into your living, I think that's, I mean, get, we get one, one round, man, you know, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, sometimes I feel, sometimes I feel like, you know, we're older, right? Like we have friends who are, you know, successful, they've done well in their lives and, Sometimes it feels childish. Sometimes it feels foolish. But then I have to kind of remind myself that this is this is what I was born to do. Like this right. is this is just who I am. I almost like my 
almost like your sexuality. Like I can't change that about myself. Like this is my outlet. This is, this is what makes my, my gears turn. Like I, I had, like had to do. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny, you know, I've always been into music some way, you know, I played drums in high school and stuff and um, never made, never made much of that, you know, but um, you know, I've always loved going to shows and concerts and, you know, kind of being, you know, as close to the action as possible. And, you know, just doing this has been, you know, we've gotten some pretty cool experiences. Yeah. And, and, and to kind of echo what, what you're saying, I mean, we see it too. Like it's, it's how many we people we meet or people that have come to, to multiple shows where like, they're not musicians themselves, but they just love live music. Like that right. is their thing. You know, a lot of couples, like a lot of, you know, middle-aged older, older couples that, you know, maybe they're empty nesters or whatever, but they're, that, that, that is just their passion. They just love, they, they base all of their trips around live music and like, it's just their thing. And it, it's yeah. cool. You know, it's a, it's a community. It really is. You know, I, I used to follow around a couple of bands that were like that and, you know, musical tastes and a lot of other things have come up and made me, you know, not follow those bands as, <laughs> as much, but sure. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy to see, you know, the family aspect of, you know, people that go to shows. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. Yeah, it really is. Um, so, you know, I know you guys just put out an album and all that. Now you have more music to come or are we sitting on what we have to kind of see where it goes for now or, <clears throat> man i haven't written a song since uh since i wrote the record <laughs> nice good for you I'm not, I'm not one of those guys who write every day um i have other i have other commitments and i do what i can i'm starting to i try and fill the well i'm i'm, I'm that type I'm, I'm a fill the well type of guy um i try and i try and listen and you know just watching different movies and documentaries and reading i you know if, if i if i hear cool lines i i I have a, a notepad in my phone that I just kind of punch stuff in whether you know, just to kind of ref, to reference back to for like maybe a song topic or a line and just, yeah, as of late, I've, those, those gears have kind of been turning again um, to, to start writing. I would like to, we've been, we've been talking about booking some studio time, excuse me, next year to, uh, to just maybe cut a couple singles just to, just to put out some fresh material. But um I'm I'm good on not trying to bite off another album. They're they're a ton of work. They're 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 super expensive. Um, so like you know maybe just try and kick out a couple singles next year and and ride on those and, and keep playing on the on the new record. All right, yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's you know and that's just how it goes, right? You know, it's it's all about timing. Right, right. I think if you know, I think if we try and aim to to kick another record out in 24 or something, but you know, it was a pretty short time period in between horseshoe and the, and the newest one. So, you know, that was like, we got done with a record, toured our ass off on it. And then it was like, all right, fuck, well let's do another one. And it's just like, I don't want that to feel like it's a grind. I really want to enjoy that process. So I think stepping away from it and like, we were very hands-on with that last record. Like we cut the drums and the bass at a studio uh, in Evergreen, Colorado. And then I recorded a bunch of that shit from my house. Like, you know, we did all the guitars from my house, vocals, like auxiliary stuff, like yada, yada, yada. Just, just so we had, just so we weren't staring at a clock and we could kind of do it when, when we had time, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, when you go into the studio, it's, it's money. 
right? Yeah. You know, you have, you should have some sort of, you know, guideline going in. You know, it's not like you're not the Beatles. You can't just, you know, show up to the studio for a month and be like, all right, well, we'll figure it out when we get there. No, there's, there's, there's so much leading up to it, whether you get into the pre-production stuff, you know, cutting scratch tracks to play to just all the organization that leads up to entering that studio, knowing exactly what you're doing and making good use of the time. But like, as far as like, <clears throat> I don't have the capability to do drums and the studio we go to does drums as good as anybody. So it's just a no brainer. Um, yeah. But as far as like the guitar stuff and, and everything else, it's a, it's a little easier to record. Um, and it's, it's so, you know, doing it at the house was nice. Cause it was like, I could, I could work on it, you know, an hour here, an hour there, or, you know, when I was feeling creative, like it wasn't this forced thing, like, all right, we're going on this day at this time, be there, be creative, uh, you know, make sure you're not sick. Like, oh, right. You there? Only imagine. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. It, it, this app loves to drop out every now and again and drop back in without noticing okay. um, but yeah it's it's always great when you have all this this stuff planned and then somebody gets sick and it's like oh great now we've just oh, man. wasted right now so how do you guys manage that when you're out on the road if somebody does you know get sick or whatever i mean knock on wood nobody's got COVID on the road it seems like all of us that have gotten it uh somehow managed to get it in between gigs and we haven't had to cancel for any COVID reasons. Myself, I always battle. I always battle singing, right? Like if we go out and do four nights and they're all three or four hour gigs, like my voice just like, it's hard, man. Like cough drops and tea and like any homeopathic thing that I can shove down my gullet to try and keep my, my voice up to snuff is that's always a battle. But um, yeah, I mean, so far we've, we've been lucky. That's awesome. That's good. You know, and, and, you know, you can count your lucky blessings on that for sure. Yep. Now, you know, I know we talk, we, you know, you, you're a busy guy. You have a, you know, you have a real job, you have the family, you have all this stuff. So I, you know, your time, your time for this show on this podcast, you know, really means the world. So I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. I've been, I've been looking forward to this one for a while, just cause, again, cause you're, you're a fellow Northeastern. I think it's cool that that's, there's somebody up there that's that's spreading this kind of music and you know doing doing good things for for the genre so hats off to you man yeah well i appreciate that a lot i really do um you know i promised you no um pre preconceived questions um but that's kind of a lie um i do have two and you know it just goes with the title of the show um True. which is you know if you wear boots what are they and if you if you like whiskey, what is your whiskey of choice? Boots. Um, I've been wearing. I've had a pair of of Justins for ever, man. They're they're probably due to retire. Um, <laughs> but I just it, it's like it's like your suitcase or something, man. It's like they've just been everywhere with me. Yeah. And they're they're just so hard to let go. But I remember when I was looking for those, like a lot of the you know a lot of the cowboy boots don't have tread on them right they're made to slip in and out of the stirrups yeah and so you know i remember back when i bought I and mean, i've had them for i don't know 12 years 13 years and back when i was buying them i i was like look everywhere for for boots with tread on them you know way so i could work in them but 
you know, just for obvious reasons. Um, so yeah, I got the Justins. I got a backup pair of those that I don't, I wore for like a wedding or something. And so they're sitting there, but I just can't let go of the trusty old pair of Justins that, that I've been rocking for a long time. Yeah. I mean, when you have something like that, you know, and they're, they work, it's, it's hard. It really is hard to let go. So I think, I think at some point I'll resole them and, uh, and continue on. But yeah, the just, they're, they're just part of me now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, as far, as far as whiskey. So th- this is a weird topic because I gave up drinking three years ago. Oh but, shit. Now I feel like an asshole. Nope. You're good. You're good. Um, but when I was drinking, whiskey was either Bullet Rye or Woodford Reserve, and I didn't discriminate. Woodford Reserve, bourbon, or Double Oak, didn't matter what they made, I would drink it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Bullet Rye guy, actually. So good. So good. I, I had a buddy call me the other day. He's like, man, damn you and turning me on to this Bullet Rye. So fucking all I drink. Yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, we, we've been fortunate, I guess, to, uh, to to get a bunch of stuff sent to us. So we've been trying stuff from all over the place. And, you know, I can't say I've been disappointed yet. Man, if you can create a platform where people will send you free whiskey, I'd say you've made it, brother. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, my, my wife is also a big whiskey connoisseur. So she loves it. She's like, this is great. She's like, what's coming? Anything coming? <laughs> it's like, That's awesome. you still have all these bottles to get through. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, it is. I guess I guess it is, right? Um, well, Shay, thank you so much for your time. I know, you know, I know it's valuable, so I, you know, I can't thank you enough for it. No, I appreciate you having me, and uh, looking forward to it coming out, and we'll we'll plug it and all that good stuff. And appreciate you having me, dude. I really yeah, do. Anytime, anytime. We we love you guys, so we appreciate. I'm gonna it so much. I'm gonna save your number, and then once when we make it up to the Northeast, we'll 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 get together. Yeah, hell yeah, sounds great. All right, man. All right, Shay, have a good day, buddy. You see ya. Thanks. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures or whatnot, all come from the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. A big thank you to those guys out there. drsupplyco.com. Check them out. Canadian company. Great stuff check them out well there you have it everyone our conversation with shay from the barlow again shay thank you so much for your time it was awesome talking to you i hope we can talk again soon and hopefully you guys get up here man you guys are awesome um keep doing what you're doing just keep kicking ass keep making music that fucking sounds great it's awesome i love it um you know again everyone i hope you had a wonderful christmas thank you for tuning in today um Hopefully you're enjoying all your presents and your times with your family. Um, I know we sure are. Um, that's it. So, God. So here's what's happening. Um, today is Monday, Tuesday, depending on how you're hearing this or where you're hearing this from. Um, Saturday, we are dropping five episodes. Um, our label mate over at Barrel Spur Entertainment, Emily Peicher, will be on. The Pretty Wild. Sue Bonzel, Megan Knight, and Kindred are all going to join us for our New Year's Eve episodes. Um, I decided to do it this way because 
these are episodes. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not. I'm full fucking, full tilt, no holds bar. They were just episodes that got pushed back, unfortunately. Um, you know, we had some bigger names that popped up that needed to go out. Um, unfortunately, it, it happened that way. But I wanted to make sure they got out there sooner than later. Um, and these were the oldest ones that were were still hanging around come the end of the year, and I wanted them out. So I thought it was more important to get them out than to um, wait and wait and wait. So that's it. You know, I, if I've upset you, if you're on that list, I apologize, but that's unfortunate. That's that's how it's going to be. Um, you know, so whatever. Um, and then... I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little inside, a little inside story. Um, starting in January, we are, the month of January is, we're going to kick the year off 2023 in a positive, feel good, um, deep stories kind of, kind of mode. Um, every episode you hear in January is going to have something in it that I thought was powerful enough to really make you think and, you know, they're almost like mini therapy sessions, these, these episodes. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and I think they're important for you to hear. I think it's important to really, you know, give them the the time that they need um, to really sink your teeth into. There's some great, great conversations um, and very important ones. So take a, you know, take a look at that. You know, that will start next week, next Monday, Tuesday. Um, and that first episode will be, who's it going to be? It's going to be from Gold Pine. Um, our friends over at Gold Pine, they're going to be the first episode of 2023. Um, so thank you everybody for tuning in and checking it out. A big thank you again to Shay um, and the Barlow. Thank you so much, guys. Until next time, keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Cheers. <laughs>